Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hey guys, welcome back to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Uh, if this is your first visit, welcome to the show. This is something new I'm doing. I've had a uh, YouTube channel for a couple of years now, about two and a half years. And at the taping of this, I'm approaching probably in the next day or so, 10,000 subscribers. And uh, it's been a fun journey so far, and that's going to continue. Uh, but I wanted to do this, uh, this format, a an audio format of some of my fishing stuff that's going to be a little different direction from the video world where you're out there fishing. Uh, this is going to have a little more long form, uh, a lot more discussion, a lot more talk, and uh, obviously it's something that you don't have to worry about being able to watch. So it's something you can listen to while you're driving down the road. Uh, maybe you're at work, maybe you're laying around the house, uh, maybe you're out on the boat fishing and you got it playing in the background. I know that's the way I listen to a lot of podcasts uh, that I listen to. Uh, that's how I first uh, got involved uh, and got interested in podcasts. I wanted something to listen to while I was on the boat sometimes, just to pass the time. I also travel a pretty decent amount and I'm in a car uh, a lot of times for a long period of time. I'm also on flights and, uh, well, I don't really get that interested in watching movies so i like to just sit back relax and listen and take in some info and try to learn something and uh, that's kind of what i want to do uh videos a little more well it's just got a different set of constraints on it than what you have with the audio version and uh i'm learning this format so bear with me uh hopefully i can stumble my way along through here for a while until it gets good and then you'll really like it but i'm just going to try to go over some topics uh that are a little more in-depth and a little more rambling i guess you could say uh, than what you do with video because it's very easy to lose people very quickly on uh video uh, and one of the things I want to go over right now, uh, because it's very timely uh, with the time that I'm taping this, it's uh, May 21st, uh, it's late spring, and we are quickly approaching the catfish spawn. And pretty much every species of catfish around this time of the year, the water temperatures are right, the amount of daylight is right, and the fish gradually are going to go into spawning mode and they all spawn at different times and there's all kinds of theories uh, on what temperature and uh, you know when they go into spawn which one goes first uh, most people believe that the uh, flatheads go first uh, you know they say that the numbers they spawn at are around 66 to 75 degrees uh, the channels, you know, they say come later, 70 to 84 degrees. Uh, and while I think that's true, uh, I think that's kind of a good point of reference for when the spawn's taking place. Uh, I think daylight plays an important part, too, because there's probably some areas where the water temperature doesn't get quite that hot, but I think the catfish will be spawning anyway. Uh, I think daylight's an important part, photo period. Uh, whatever you want to call it. I think that plays a big part. But inevitably, especially in my part of the country, which is the southeast, the Carolinas, uh, we start to see the decline right around now, late May. And usually by June, the fishing is really, really bad. Uh, you come in here, um, you know, 
March, uh, April, you're just catching a lot of fish, a lot of good fish, a lot of mid-sized fish. The fishing's really good. And, you know, you, you, you go out one weekend, you come back the next weekend, you're catching them again, and then come out the next weekend and you don't catch as many. And then you go, well, you know what? I'm gonna, Next weekend we'll get them, and next weekend it gets even worse. And then next thing you know, you're looking at Father's Day. Uh, it's June, and you're going, man, what happened to the fish? What am I doing wrong? They got, they, they've got to be somewhere. they got to be biting somewhere. And you try different things. You try different depths. Uh, try different baits, different techniques. And nothing is really, really very effective. Now, with that said, there are still fish that are going to feed. Uh, I went out yesterday, did some fishing. The big fish and medium-sized fish were elusive. They could not be caught. Um, covered a lot of water, a lot of different depths. But uh, I caught eater-sized fish. Anything in the three to seven-pound range were still around. Uh, some of those are mature fish. They're breeding. They're carrying eggs. Uh, but a lot of them are not, and they're just a couple of years old, and they may not be sexually mature yet, and they're not really into, you know, spawning craziness, or they're just young fish, and it may be their first year, and they're not as, you know, ramped up about it. The one thing you will notice coming into this time of the year is that typically you start to see the trophy male catfish disappear first. Uh, you'll get to that point where you were catching them in, you know, March and April. Uh, usually they're the, you know, the, the, the big mouth, big headed. Usually get, you know, you'll start seeing them get scarred up and then you quit catching them. You still catch them occasionally. And let me just preface all of this discussion with the, the fact that you can still catch a trophy fish, a big fish, even in the middle of the small. Uh, it can still happen. It's just what we're all saying is that it's not at the same consistency and predictability as it is, uh, you know, before things get bad. Kind of the, the rule of thumb is, uh, is that between Memorial Day and July 4th, you need to be working on your car, going on vacation, hanging out with the family, <laughs> working on the boat, because it's not the best time to be catching catfish. And uh, I've got a lot of buddies that are fishing guides and, you know, they laugh every year because, you know, come, you know, first of June, school gets out, summertime, it's warm, it's time to go fishing. We got some time off for, you know, for a vacation. Uh, let's book us a guide trip. And Father's Day, you know, Father's Day's around that time. Hey, let's get dad a, a fishing trip for Father's Day. Well, you're probably getting him a great gift at the wrong time. Uh, if you do that, if you're thinking about doing it, get dad a, a guide trip. Just get him a coupon where he can cash it in at a different time. Because during that time frame, June, it's tough. It's not good fishing. I don't care where you're at, uh, what you do. It's just tough. It's, struggle. it's a struggle. It's frustrating. And for new folks, it's really tough because, especially if you don't know this seasonal pattern, this seasonal cycle, you're asking yourself, man, what am I doing wrong? You know, am I got the wrong bait, fishing the wrong place, wrong depth? Uh, and you're really not. Um, and there's some other factors that you add in during this time of the year. Uh, depending on how warm it gets and how quickly, uh, if you are in any of the lakes 
that are not do not have a lot of current through them. Uh, you can also be getting some thermocline activity coming in. That adds to some of the complications of stuff going on. Uh, in some areas, like where I'm at, uh, we have a mayfly hatch that will take place in June. Uh, these larvae come up out of the bottom of the lakes, hatch, come up. Everything feeds on them. It's a big shift in everything going on with the feeding. So you've got all these factors, all this stuff going on, and it can get very, very frustrating uh, with the fishing. Uh, the good news is it does come to an end. Uh, the good news is uh, that come usually I kind of use that July, first of July mark. Uh, July 4th, just because it's a holiday, it sticks out there. Uh, I've got a video on my YouTube channel of a monster 50-pound blue cat that I caught on July 4th a couple of years ago. Uh, I was back out drifting. You know, boat traffic's bad then. I was out there. It was just starting to get bad. It was right around noon on a Saturday, and I hooked that fish, got it to the boat, got some pictures, and I was like, it's time to go fishing again uh the spawn is over and obviously fish you know it, it it's not like it just comes to a screeching halt uh it kind of you gradually slip into the spawn uh like you kind of gradually come out of the spawn you will notice it little by little the fish going away and then you'll have that really bad lull there in june and then it'll slowly start getting better so that's kind of the, uh, the the whole point of, you know, just letting you guys know this. Keep it in mind. Now, if you're trying to target fish, you can target them during the spawn. It's uh, not as easy as bass fishing is. There's uh, anybody who's familiar with bass fishing knows that bass are usually up on the banks in fanned out beds. They look like craters underwater. Uh, and you can sight fish bass during their spawn. You can, you know, bass fishermen will actually look, see these fish, and pitch baits to them, usually some type of jig. And really, they're trying to aggravate them into biting, uh, biting the bait. Uh, they want it out of the nest, out of the bed. And uh, it's somewhat controversial. Uh, there's a lot of people who are not big, fans of sight fishing because you are disrupting bedding fish it's the uh, same thing that happens with people who go hand grabbing uh, for nesting plateheads um, and and blues underneath boat ramps inside containers that they put out for these fish uh, it's controversial because you've got fish that are trying to nest trying to reproduce trying to multiply uh, trying to replenish our waters with more fish and then they're being disturbed during this whole process if you're killing them well obviously it's really bad if you're uh, releasing them it's disruptive does it has a, have an effect I don't really know I've never seen any real studies that uh, that show one way or another what the effect is but we know one thing's for sure um, it's probably not good it, it, it's not the way nature intended for it to be so you know, there's the there's the debate. Are you going to fish for catfish during that time? Now, the good thing is, uh, if anything, sight fishing for catfish uh, during the spawn is a lot tougher just because of where they will spawn at. Um, 
the popular consensus is if you read the literature, as I say, online. And I'll be honest with you, I think a lot of this stuff, folks, is copied and pasted from one article to another because I, I was doing some research on this, just seeing what was out there, and I've seen it over the years. It seems like they rattle off some of the same stuff over and over, stump holes and logs and up in banks and that kind of stuff. But uh, the only reason I'm somewhat suspicious of some of this stuff is because, like in our lake, that my main lake that I fish here, uh, it's close to 100 years old. There's very few stumps left in that lake from when it was cut. Uh, so there's not, you know, most of it's a, a silted-in flat bottom. So there's not that many places. You get on some of the other lakes that are super built up, and they don't have anywhere near uh, the, you know, eroded, eat-out banks that fish can go up into. So... Uh, I'm skeptical of, of some of this stuff. I believe that a lot of fish uh, are spawning in areas in deeper water. Uh, I have seen places, and I've got some videos that I've done on my YouTube channel. By the way, my YouTube channel is Dieter Melhorn Fishing. Same as my uh, podcast, just, uh, just on YouTube, on what I believe are spawning fish. Uh, I've been able to see them... Uh, on structure scan, uh, down scan, you see areas that start to appear this time of the year that almost look like craters on the moon. They're big cratered out areas. And this time of the year, you will see fish inside of those craters. Uh, not all of them have them. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Now, uh, I've heard some people say, well, this is where they're eating mussels and that's possible. That, that could be exactly what it is. But if that's what they're doing to fan out these almost perfectly rounded out places, it also provides a great place for them to deposit eggs, uh, stay over them, and keep them out of the current in something that is crazy. Because that's what the fish have to do. The fish in the rivers, you guys that fish rivers, have probably a lot less choices and a lot less places uh, than us folks that uh, fish lakes and uh, the reservoirs. There's a lot more opportunity. They don't have to deal with current as much. And I think that's why the reproductive rates seem to be higher and the growth and spread of the catfish seem to be higher in the lakes is uh, they don't have as much to deal with. So, um, But that's kind of the way the system works, uh, if you will. They uh, will go into these spawning areas and protect these things for, for different numbers, 8 to 10 days, the fry hatch, and they basically remain in that area. One of the reasons I think that uh, some of this stuff takes place in deeper water, and I've never seen, and if any of y'all have heard or read any studies, legitimate studies on this, not just doc talk and, uh, and, and, and word of mouth, that show where these fish actually nest in the wild, uh, especially in lakes. I would love to see it and read it. Um, a lot of the stuff I've seen has been based on farm-raised catfish, uh, catfish that are in farm ponds and artificial nesting structure, that type thing. Yeah, if you put a big old milk jug uh, into a, you know, catfish farm pond, yeah, catfish will go into it. Uh, if you put a log in there, yep, they'll go into it. If you put a tire in there, yep, they'll go into it. But I'd love to see what research, if any, I know it'd be hard to do, <clears throat> is done in the wild. Uh, with catfish and where they spawn. Now the males, the males take a beating 
uh, during the spawn. You will see these fish, especially on the backside when you start catching them again. Uh, they come in a lot thinner. Uh, you've heard me, if you watch any of my videos, I'll say, man, that's a that's a 50-pound a, a body and a 30-pound fish. These things are long. they got big heads, but they lose a lot of weight. They also have a lot of scars, uh, a lot of torn-up uh, places on them, scratches, cuts, tears, wounds, uh, where they are fighting and battling with other uh, male catfish. It's a... Uh, it's not exactly a uh, a, a fun-loving uh, Walt Disney World uh, animal kingdom down there when it comes to the spawn. Uh, it's also a time of the year when you will start to see dead catfish floating on top of the water on your lakes and reservoirs. Um, you can see dead fish at any time of the year. Fish die. It happens. But it seems like between now and uh, mid to late June, you'll see a lot more dead fish just floating on the top. What happens, I don't know. Is it related to the spawn? I don't know, but it's awful coincidental that all this stuff is going on and these cats are turning up dead. Uh, you'll also see some bite marks on the females. I'm already seeing that. Uh, these will have bite marks around their stomachs. Uh, I've heard different theories on that, that uh, it's a kind of a, a connection kind of deal. I've heard some of it is to, to get them to spray the eggs. I'm not sure really what the truth is in any of that. The females don't really get beaten up like the males do. Uh, they, they, like I said, they may you'll see some bite marks to bristle marks, the impressions on there. And but as far as like you know really getting torn out, there's really not that much going on uh, with fighting for them. I think they kind of find a suitable male and will drop their eggs once they do so. Uh, it's the, I think they kind of go about their business a little bit more. Uh, but like I said, I still catch them, especially the, the small to medium size for during the entire spawn. Um, they'll still be around and uh, somewhat active in their feeding habits. Now, the uh, males, on the other hand, like I said, that's when you can really tell the spawn is in full swing because they will disappear. Now, are there any tactics for catching fish? Well, like I was saying earlier, if you can find these areas that appear to be underwater craters, you can target those areas. The best way I have found is to drift them because generally they're in deeper water. Uh, perhaps if you're very, very patient, and have the ability and understanding of your electronics, uh, you can, you know, spot lock on top of these, almost drop shot on top of them like a bass fisherman would do. But for most people, that's going to be pretty tough. That's going to be hard, hard to do. That's going to be, uh, it's going to take a lot of skill, a lot of time, and a lot of patience. I'm sure there's somebody out there doing it probably, but it is a lot of work. You've got to, one, be able to find them using your electronics. Uh, then be able to identify them as catfish and then being able to put that bait in an area that's probably only about three feet wide at the most. So it's going to take some work to make that happen. Uh, the best way I found, like I was saying, was drifting and dragging baits across these areas uh, and areas where um, catfish are spawning, where you think they're spawning anyway, where you are seeing these markings. Uh, and I'll tell you, uh, I, I've had some luck doing it. Uh, it's also proved to be very frustrating. Uh, it's a, uh, you mark fish, you see fish, but you don't always catch them. And that's just the, that's just the cycle of the catfish calendar, as I call it. This is just a tough time. 
and uh, it's part of uh, just what we go through. It's a, it can be a roller coaster during the uh, during the catfish calendar. Uh, there's you know you you have your good months where the fishing's great. You have your slow down times, and then it's back great again. And it's just what we have to deal with. Uh, and the reason I talk about it is just so that, especially new people to the sport, new people who are trying to catch catfish, kind of have a little uh, understanding of what's happening. And don't get frustrated and don't get beat down uh, because you have this, this, this slowdown happening. And like I said, it happens at the worst time because we feel like we ought to be catching fish. Uh, you know, we ought to be fishing. It's it's June. It's warm. It's nice, and uh, you know, you get some time off. You guys, uh, you're, if you're in school, you're out of school, and you go, and it's like, man, it's tough. So, uh, the good another good thing to look at is that there's a little bit of stagger in all of this. Uh, not all fish spawn at exactly the same time, even in the same lake. So. Uh, one of the things I have done is try to fish different areas of the lake because it seems like in some lakes that I fish, there are certain areas where the spawning happens first. Uh, I've never really been able to figure out why that is, but uh, I have been able to drive 15 miles to the other end of the lake, fish a creek or a cove, and catch some fish. Now, it's not great. It's, it's you know, not trophy fishing. It's it's not, you know, I'm not going down there feeling very confident that I can put a 20 or 30-pound fish in the boat every trip. But at least it's some consistent fishing and some consistent catching. Uh, and I'm sure that's the same on river systems. Uh, you know, having the luxury there of being able to be in a boat and run up and down a river uh, or a lake definitely has advantages. If you're bank fishing, well, you're going to have to have some opportunity and some access to some different areas to try these things out. Um, as far as bait goes, uh, I've had some people ask, well, is one bait better than another? Uh, if I think probably once the water temperatures get to spawning temps, I'm a big brim, bluegill, sunfish, uh, uh, person i like using those baits then uh you can always catch them on whatever your local baits are your skipjack your gizzard chad thread fin but the brim bluegill sunfish seem to uh be really hot i think part of that is is because a lot of those fish uh come up out of the deeper water come away from the structure they are coming off of their spawn uh, or in their spawn about this time the catfish spawn kicks in uh, for the most part. Most brim bluegill in my area, let's say, are spawning uh, second week of May through the end of May, somewhere in there. And they're staged up in shallower water, and they just seem to be a preferred meal. And the thing is with the, most of the sunfish, uh, they will spawn a couple of different times, uh, usually about 30 days after their first major spawn. So... There's a lot of them shallow. There's a lot of them in the shallower waters where a lot of these catfish are feeding. And it seems to be a good bait. So me personally, I do a lot of fishing with bluegill and brim from about May all the way through. Uh, really until it starts to cool down, until we start to see the decline. We'll have an increase in water temperatures from here up to about mid-June. Those water temperatures will stay about the same pretty much all summer. We'll start to see a decline there in late summer, early fall. And uh, even through then... Uh, 
it's hard to beat brim bluegill now with that said it's not a game changer when it comes to the spawn it is not something that you know you're going to sit there and go oh God, i've got i got to go get my brim i you know I'm, i can catch them on that it's not that good it'll help some uh it'll put something a little more in your favor but you can still catch uh your odds are just about as good on shad or skipjack or whatever your local local bait is the other question i get is is it any better fishing at night and uh the truth is no uh the one advantage of fishing at night well there's a couple advantages of fishing at night in the summer is one if you're a weekend warrior and only getting out on the weekends uh, after dark you get to avoid some boat traffic and that can definitely be a plus. Uh, I do think boat traffic has an effect on the bite, especially when it's constant pounding all day long. Um, I don't think it helps any. I, I, I think you're, I think that's really great. Plus, it's just a frustration. If you're in a boat, uh, you don't have to deal with getting rocked all the time. If you're fishing on the bank, you don't have everything getting churned up and muddy near the bank. So there's an advantage that uh, advantage there. Now the other thing, obviously. It's a lot cooler at night. Uh, that is, you know, my hypothesis on why so much with catfish is associated to they feed at night. Uh, I think a lot of that goes back to catfish being a blue-collar working man's fish. And I think a lot of people who have historically pursued catfish uh, you know, they work. They work during the day, and their opportunities came up on the weekend or maybe at night going out to fish. And, uh, you know, going out at night during the summertime, a lot of people think that's the only time you catch catfish is during the summer. And uh, it's a lot better to go out at night uh, than when it's, you know, 85, 90, 95 degrees. So I think that's where a lot of the historical catfish or night feeders has come from because my research and tracking uh the bite uh i've i don't believe that uh everything there are times when fish will bite good at night but most of the time uh outside of maybe the middle of the summer the bite may be better or there may be more activity at night uh all of my research has shown that it's the uh below the tree times when the sun's up but below the trees seems to be the better times for fish to bite so uh, the bottom line is fish when you can uh, if the only time you have to fish is at night go fishing at night uh, if the only time you can fish is during the middle of the day go fishing uh, i've caught fish i've caught lots of fish i've caught numbers of fish i've caught trophy fish during every period of the day uh, whether it be fishing overnight tournaments uh, where we boom somebody flipped the light switch at 2 30 in the morning or middle of the day middle of summer and boom uh you put you know three 30 pound fish in the boat in 45 minutes and you're going man this is all great uh fish when you can and uh put the time in the water then uh same thing for the spawn um you know if if, if you've got all year to fish uh or, and uh you can pick and choose when you go fishing yeah, probably June is the best time to not go. Uh, but if it's the only time you got, go. Make it happen. Make it work. Just don't feel like it's the end of the world if you don't put some kind of fish in the boat. So hopefully uh, that's some information that can help you uh, 
wrap your head around what's going on, what's getting ready to go on uh, with spawning catfish. Well, folks, that's it. I appreciate you listening. Uh, make sure you uh, subscribe to the uh, podcast. It's available on a bunch of different uh, platforms on uh, Google Podcast. Uh, I think I'm on Apple now, uh, on Anchor, and uh, there's a lot of them. As always, DieterMillhornFishing.com has a link to my podcast. That's probably the easiest way. And also on my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com, there are links to all my social media, including the stuff that uh, I do on YouTube. So until next time, we'll catch you on the water.